Say hello to a new era of mental health care. Cerebral is here to help you achieve your mental wellness goals with professional therapy and medication management support. 100% online. You'll experience the all-new Cerebral way, an innovative approach to mental wellness designed around you. You'll get a personalized treatment plan from a therapist, prescriber, or both in a safe and judgment-free space. Your cerebral therapist or prescriber will outline a customized plan with clear milestones along the way, so you can get to feeling your best. With Cerebral, you're not alone in your mental health journey. We're here to empower you to live a fulfilling life. So take that first step towards a brighter future and sign up today at Cerebral.com slash podcast and use code ACAST to get 15% off your first month. Offer only valid on monthly plans. Other exclusions may apply. Offer ends July 31st, 2024. See site for details. Hi, everyone. Luke here. I just wanted to take this opportunity while Pete's not around to talk to you about UFOs. You know that I'm interested in UFO sightings, but Peter will not let me talk about them on the podcast. So instead, I'm here to recommend a different show which does discuss extraterrestrial activity and a whole heap of other unexplained paranormal mysteries. I absolutely love it. It's called This Paranormal Life, and it's an award-winning comedy podcast where comedians Rory Powers and Kit Greer inspect different paranormal cases to try and find the truth inside the mystery. Previous episodes investigate things like the Battersea Poltergeist and the Roswell UFO incident. Hey, hey, what are you doing? Sorry. Uh, I'll leave, I leave the studio for like two minutes and you're talking about UFOs again, Luke. I'm actually just recommending to the Luke and Pete Show community to check out This Paranormal Life in case they want some more info about the mysteries, Pete, that you refuse to let me talk about. Mm. Uh, well, look, I, admittedly, I love Rory and I love Kit. They're good fellas and I think we should leave it to them, the experts. I was actually just listening to St. Patrick's Day episode and I tell you what, it was a bloody good listen. Apparently St. Patrick, right, he used to battle druids in Wizard Jewels, which is a little bit of rock and roll, isn't it? Uh, do you reckon I would beat uh, St. Patrick to some kind of Wizard Jewel, Luke? Oh, I reckon you could in those trousers, mate. Yep. Search This Paranormal Life in your podcast app to subscribe and listen now. Please do it so Luke stops talking to me about UFOs. What's that up there? It's a light, you dickhead. It's Monday, the 3rd of July. It's the Luca Pete Show. I'm Pete Donaldson, and I'm joined by Mr. Lukey Moore, and I promised you, white, hot, kosher, mobile, phone, chat. Luke, did you know that you can buy kosher-certified mobile phones? Because I fucking didn't, and I want one. And what's the difference? How does it work? You can't have text messages, you can't have a camera, you can't have the internet. It's just a phone. What does phony stuff? But you get a little kosher-certified um, logo on the front. So they've basically just reinvented a phone. I don't even think they've done that to me. I don't think they've just uh, limited uh, an existing mobile phone. I w- yeah, I, I... <laughs> slapped it, slapped a logo on it, and uh, sold it for well over what it's worth. Yeah, part part of me, uh, there's definitely a part in me, probably buried quite deeply in me these days, mm. that quite likes the idea of moving to a very bucolic rural place, right, and had living a quiet life. Yeah, and in this fantasy, becoming that... a Hasidic Jew. On... No, <laughs> no. Well, well, confusing. Well, uh, yeah, well not, don't not discount it. Hugely respectful of all religions. Hugely but, respectful. Um, but I, everyone's got this kind of idea about something they would do that's never going to happen. But you know, is the opposite to what they currently do, right? Right. That's just part of the human condition. Mm. And within that kind of fantasy, I don't have a mobile phone. 
Right. Okay. Yeah. I'm yeah, not yeah, bothered. Yeah. I don't want to speak to. I, I don't want to speak to people. Yeah. I like the idea of, you know, like what um, Steve Mason of the Beta Band did, or well, to be fair, that was you know mostly fueled by serious mental health problems. So maybe not mm. that. Yeah. But, I, yeah. I, I do think that if you didn't talk to somebody for like a while, I mean, you wouldn't survive. You just wouldn't. <laughs> I'm not saying I'm not talking to anyone. I'd obviously talk to my wife. Right. And my family. What's she done to deserve this? She doesn't want to know. In this she, she wouldn't be interested in that. <laughs> uh, but, but I say it's another, a better example. I believe I'm right in saying George, the great the great George Orwell. Right. Eric Blair, as his mum called the, him. The excellent George Orwell. You know, he's written a few. Written a few. Written a few. Yeah. Uh, he used to, I think, decamp to the Isle of Jura off the west coast of Scotland to do all his novel writing. I do fancy. That kind of we thing. All, we all say we've got a book in him. Booking us, mate. I'd love give us two months in a stinking bedsit. Two months in a stinking. Why bed are you in a stinking bedsit? I'd said the Isle of Jura, beautiful Western Scottish island. And you, yeah, but I want to be taking that. I want to be in fucking Japan. I want to be in the fucking hustle and the bustle. I want to see people with fucking I don't know, face masks getting pissed. That's what. That's I want the opposite of what see. I'm saying. What I want to see. Um, <laughs> It's the opposite of what I'm saying, Peter. I want to hear the hum of the neon lights. I want to hear the rumble of the fucking tube station. I want to. I want the filth. I want the choking atmosphere. Yes. So you're the you. It, it makes sense then because you're talking about the opposite of what you've currently got on Leon C. Suburban bliss. <laughs> yeah, suburban I paradise. Because so. yeah, you're in London, you're 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 kind of uh, yeah, you're vibing for something different. But but Orwell did used to go there and do that, and he used to mm. just. And, and what I'm saying is, in that situation, I quite like the idea of not being bothered. Yes. Okay. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. Because I I think one of the things that happens, what I found about being a father, is that you're forced to take every day as it comes. Right. You can't plan really what's going to happen in six months' time or whatever. I mean, you can plan things as in you can physically plan, I'm going to go on holiday or whatever, but you can't really afford Mm. to think about it. So it makes you live in the moment a bit more because obviously a day for a newborn baby is a lot longer as a proportion of life than it would be for you or I. So it actually makes you slow down a bit. I guess you. I guess you are used to being, you know that. You know they say like how despotic regimes manage to get more stuff done because they can just do it and they they know they're going to be in power for ten. They're years. They're not being held accountable, yeah. Yeah, and they're not being held accountable for getting things wrong because um, they don't get voted in and voted out. Um, so you you were a despotic maniac for most yeah. of your life, no. and and you could you could put building blocks in place that you can uh, kind of arrange for something to happen in a few months' time, but now you're very much fighting fires, spinning plates. Or to put it another way, I used to do everything my wife wanted me to do, now mm. I do everything that my son forces me to do. Yeah, you're just basically listening to smaller and smaller people, aren't you, really? Yeah. You're going to be listening yeah. to little ants. I'm moving oh, carry further. that leaf over there, Luke. I will, yeah, I will, yeah. I'm moving further and further down the <laughs> list of people in this house that are respected. Yeah, so exactly. My wife at yeah. the top. Yeah. No, probably the baby at the top now, then my wife, then both yeah. my cats, and now me. Yeah. I'm <laughs> right stuff. at the bottom of the pile. You're a wreck. You've gone to seed, Luke, and I like it. Yeah. I'm, I'm, oh. I've always been a wreck in a way. I've just kind of fought against it. I just can't fight <laughs> against it anymore, basically, because you've always embraced it. <laughs> Yeah, I, I'm. A, some days I'm a wreck. Some days I look all right. <laughs> Did you? Um, ha, by the way, ha, speaking of which, um, how's your health? Uh, relatively good actually. Drinking more water, happier, more productive. Uh, I'm not really sort of doing any exercise above playing football every week, and and even then I'm not working that hard. I, I do. I would like to look a bit better physically. <laughs> Wouldn't we all? Oh dear! I've got Never to the mind. stage where I hate looking at the social media videos of all of our shows. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 
Yeah, but like your face hasn't changed. It doesn't make it any has. difference. Look at it? that. No, it hasn't. Jesus Look at Christ. That. You had that before. Oh, fuck off. <laughs> and also the lighting in the studio is perfect. Describe describe to the listeners what I'm doing now. Grabbing all of your waddle. Is it a waddle? <laughs> it's a wattle, not a waddle. 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 It's a it's a it's a made up name anyway. Bloody no, it's hell. A, it's a wattle, is it's a it's a turkey. What's the thing it's that like used to used to go around your um necktie and cubs? What was that? A waddle. Was that a woggle? A woggle. A woggle. So that was yeah. a woggle. But... That's a wattle apparently. And then we got yeah. so what's a waddle then? Exactly. It's a walk. It's a walk, that is true. Yeah. Well you wattle walks when you what so you wattle what you wattle waddles. No. You wattle wobbles when you waddle. So get a waddle Woggle. on it. Yeah. No! Fuck! <laughs> Do it again. Do it again. <laughs> I can't. I can't. I'd you have a go. waddle wobbles when you waddle, so get a woggle on it. Thank you. Tidy it up a bit. Nice. Um, Imagine well, you started dressing like a Boy Scout. Well. just to, just You suddenly just decided that that whole look, short trousers, those weird little garters you got to wear in your grey socks, um, I think that would look cool. The more you describe like a Boy Scout's uniform... The more you the more think, turned Lord, on you get. Lord Baden Powell, what were you playing at? I mean, that's certainly a question that a lot of authorities should have been asking personally. He's dead now, by the way. So you can He's say dead you now, want. so you can't say anything. Yeah. Yeah. Kinky Lord Baden Powell. I tell you what, do you know who I didn't realise he was the fucking daughter of an aristocrat? Go on. Ah, oh, I've forgotten. <laughs> that's what excellent. were the two, two women? In the early noughties, <laughs> they used to do Sunday lunch. I think they used to do Sunday lunch. Mel and Sue. Yeah. Mel Gidroich. Daughter yeah. of a fucking aristocrat. They're all over the fucking place. Louis Theroux, son of a celebrated fucking this and that writer. It's all just fucking... We're all just being told what to do by absolute maniac, rich maniacs. I had a bit of that as well myself, Not having it. Literally yesterday, because um, I flicked on the one show, mm. and Phoebe Waller-Bridge was on it. Yeah. Daughter of a baronet or whatever. Yeah. yeah uh, and yeah, I thought, yeah, I'm yeah. not having this. <laughs> so I flicked over onto House of Games. Comedian Ivo Graham was on it. Right, okay. I was yeah. like, oh, Ivo Graham. I think I've heard of him before. He does that really bad football show on BT Sport. I'll click on it. I'll click on him on Wikipedia. Eaton. Yeah, I mean, it's I mean, it's all It's, it's just, everywhere. It's, <laughs> it's insipid. Yeah, I didn't know that about uh, Margaret Rich. I know that she went yeah. to... I know she was Oxford educated... Um, Got two two though. I, I was also on a Wikipedia, being absolutely fuming. Two two. Come on. Come on. Come on. You're at Cambridge. Come on. I I got a two two, in uh, an ex poly. But there were reasons for that. But that's worse. Isn't I it? was being a fucking bad. What? That's worse, though, isn't it? No, that's I treated that. Co- no, I treated that course with the respect it deserved. What was the What was the course? Multimedia uh, design. So it was, I told you before, it was hardcore C programming, SQL uh, programming, and then the next day would be drawn nudie men. It was a mess. It was just a, <laughs> a module from here and a module from there. It was a nonsense. Just making them up, weren't they? Just making up. They, just, it was, they, they didn't really know where the internet was going to go. So they were just like, oh, have you tried? And all the useful stuff, I just learnt myself. 3D Studio, Director, Flash, all that stuff. I just tr- teach myself because obviously when you're at university you're not being taught by the bleeding edge of of, of technicians people who've you, gone out to seed normally yeah it's people who kind of you know have, have got to a certain stage and they go all right okay well i can teach this part i can teach the fundamentals but the actual bleeding edge you've got to go out there and experience yourself and and that's why i got to do <laughs> because that wasn't the course i think you've been you and i have been very disrespectful of the teaching profession now i have yeah and i'll do it again 
I've told Obviously, I, I'm, I'm an extraordinarily well-educated young young man, thrusting young executive. And the people who taught me were all excellent, without exception. Well, actually, my- <laughs> actually, there was one person who wasn't that good. Everyone else was right. brilliant. Really? Yeah. yeah, that's interesting. There was there was some absolute. I, I mean, I think because it was a Catholic school as well, there was a lot of people who sort of clambered into the teaching profession through the church in, in at our school, and they were notable by how poor they were at, at mm. teaching. I seem to recall. You know, I mean, there's what lots I of found, nuns um, kicking around. It's like, well, why? Why is there a nun here? They've got no. <laughs> they've got no reason to be here. They're not doing anything. They're just cutting about. Yeah, cutting about being like really stern. Yeah, just well, not even that. Just a bit haunted. For, yeah. uh, uh, Sister Gertrude, what what were you about? You just just hanging around. Is she still knocking like, about? God no. God. She might be. She, you, you, in your mind, as, as a, kid, a fucking thought, ghost. Yeah, she you, looked yeah. like one. She was alive. <laughs> you just thought Ooh. that she was old, but she was probably about thirty. She probably was. It was about. I saw. 30. I saw my. I saw one of my teachers from I think year four. Yeah. So for our American friends, fourth grade, um, mm. and. She, I was. It was in the supermarket about five years ago. Mm. So she, bear in mind that I mean, she would have taught me the best part of thirty years ago, yeah. and she looked exactly the same. <laughs> it's good I, stuff. When I was a kid, I thought she was like so old. Yeah, she would have been twenty five or something. But I even, I even had that when I when I went to college the first time, mm. did an HND, and there was a graduation involved. I got really in my head about it. I was mm. quite a troubled young man. I got in a bit of a I really wanted my nan and granddad to to um, to come to the graduation. Oh, that's nice. But I got in my head about it, they might be too old and they would and they would pass away before. Right? <laughs> I graduated from that college in two thousand and two. At which point, <laughs> which point, my granddad was seventy. <laughs> right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So yeah, like, yeah. it wasn't like an old age. I mean, I'm not saying people don't die at seventy because of course they do, but it's not really an mm. old age thing, is it? No, no, he really. He's still alive now. He's ninety-one. I know, I know. Yeah. So anyway, what I was going to say was, in the deep distant past, then Peter, we were talking about the scouts. I was actually in the Sea Scouts for a year. Oh right, yeah. What did you learn? Ropes. I tell you what, you know what would be quite useful to know some fucking ropes because every time I have to tie a knot in something, it I am left wanting. Well, it's astonishing how many different types of knot there are. Yeah, I've forgotten all of them, but we must have learned about twenty-five. I like the forbidden knot. You're not allowed to um, carry. You know those like bo- you sit, sometimes sitting on the end of um, curtain rails or curtain tie-ups. Those like little ball um, knots, and it's forbidden to do it. It's the yeah, illegal why is knot. it forbidden? Because you can put a, like, like a heavy lead weight in it and hit someone with it. It's a naughty knot for naughty boys. That's government overreach, isn't it? That's government overreach. Yeah, but like you know, <laughs> like the the. the uh, <laughs> that really, really old school 1700s kind of government. You can say about anything, can you? Yeah. Yeah, the, well, the, yeah, don't the do that. The forbidden leg of lamb. You'd oh, hit right. Libertarian, it. Luke. Yeah, but... but <laughs> I thought it was a libertarian that people should be able to do whatever knots they want with rope. Yeah. That's not think, libertarian, is it? If they, if they just talked about rope, I'd find them a lot more palatable, for crying out loud. Oy, oy, oy. There was, I, there was, There were so many knots, I remember. The reason I said the ski, Sea Scouts thing is because the, the woggle thing... Reminded me of it because in the sea scouts you don't have a woggle, you have to tie your own neckerchief. Ah, because you are not people. Yeah, nice. Yeah, I like that because you're Um, not people. (laughs) And we got taught so many knots, and I don't remember any of them, but one of them was just a knot to make the rope shorter. Right, okay. So you're basically folding it over itself a lot of times. 
Right, and then okay, nossing it in a yeah. way that it doesn't lose any of its like strength, basically. Nice, okay, cool. One of it was like, um, there's a really good one. I can't remember the name of it now. You're just listing cool nuts. No, this, I'll tell you, this, this was the best one. Right, I can Is remember. Is this to replace our battery section? Nuts. Could do. <laughs> What's your best knot? People should get in touch about it. I mean, it's, it's, it's yeah, an Yeah, have you ever had trouble with a knot? Theme. What's your best knot? Could I just tell you a knot that you would absolutely love? Okay. And it comes from when people used to tie their horses up. Right. So normally, like, there would be a stake in the ground, right, and you'd tie your horse to it. Yeah. A hitching post. Basically, exactly that. There's a knot you can do. Can't remember the name of it. Can't remember how to do it. But it, it, it ends up with a knot where if you pull one part of the side of the rope, the more oh, you pull it, it, it gets tighter and tighter. Right. The other one you pull, it, it instantly undoes. releases it. Yes. So if you need to get away quick, you could just pull it. Yeah, nice. Like it. Big fan of that. Let's Never own the horse. Knot. Never remember no, how to do the knot. Never going to. Can't remember what it's called, uh, but it is. I remember that at the time thinking that's at least an interesting knot. The others that are all about how you tie your um, how you tie your boat up, how you tie your um, yeah. your knots for your your sheets on your sails and stuff like that. But to have like when I'm um, sewing, I do quite a lot of trouser repair because uh, I'm a man who's put on a bit of weight recently. Um, but you, and also sewing, you wear your trousers really tight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and uh, I. Um, to to start the kind of sewing process, you got to tie a knot. And can I tie a knot that stop precludes it from like slipping through the fabric of the trouser that I'm trying to stitch? I cannot. It's impossible. I, I just cannot do it. And I it would only take me five minutes on YouTube to learn a, a knot on how it. But I'm never going to do it. Never going to do it. It's I know a good I'm skill never to have it. though, isn't it? The, it's a lovely skill to have. I think. Um, yeah, my, I can um, sew fine. I just can't knot. So some of the male members of my wife's family are good outdoorsy types. Yeah. And as part of that, they know how to fix clothes and stuff. Yeah. And uh, Mimi's younger brother is actually really good at it. I'm, like, I'm very much, I'm, I'm very much a fan of uh, making things. Because um, like nowadays with fast fashion, um, it's not particularly well uh, made stuff. So they just fall apart um, sooner or later. But you, you, I think it's important to at least have a crack at fixing it once or twice. Yeah, definitely. Uh, do you think um, KSI and Logan Paul do that? <laughs> I think they probably just have a fire going in their um, front. Doesn't what doesn't um, Logan Paul live in Bermuda? No, he lives somewhere like Costa Rica or something. He lives he lives in an island, his own island, I think, in the middle of. I don't think he owns Costa Rica, Pete. No, I don't think he owns Costa Rica. But if the Costa Rican government, um, uh, they they would they would hand it over for cash. The way that they're handing out um, handing out massive amounts of lands to. Uh, oh, apparently uh, they've got a, um, they have got a house in Puerto Rico. Right. It's a it's Puerto a gated community, though. Yeah, okay, all right. Well, I thought it was an island off the coast of, but it's very much a gated community on the... <laughs> you know, the Prime Minister lives in a gated community on an island in London. <laughs> the <laughs> yeah. Isle of Dogs, the Isle of Dogs. Tiny um, island, because he's a tiny man. Yeah. Uh, he. Uh, so they were on stage, and people were throwing bottles of Prime at them. Um, I couldn't work, because I'm so old, I couldn't work out if it was a compliment or a protest. I think it was a, a com- I don't think they were really unhappy about the new flavour that they'd released. I think it was very much a, a work. I think that they asked them to throw uh, bottles of Prime, which must be annoying if you are just a, a, a person who rents out lights or televisions or um, basically just work security um, for wherever they were. Were they in Nottingham, I think? Um, yeah. Why do, why do... So when I was a kid, I used mm. to get obsessed with stuff because that's one of the things. Right? So I used to love certain things like... I don't know. Guns of Guns of Roses would be a good one. Yeah. Um, I used to love Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles when I was a bit younger. I used to I love Lego. Wolf. I used to have. <laughs> I used to have interests. Yeah. But 
I don't know why young people now will just do whatever these people say. It happened with Mr. Beast as well, didn't it? They yeah. just do any, anything that the, that the people say to do, they just do it. It's, 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 but it's like a mixture of like people who are in the fandom of like they're almost di- disciples, aren't they? I suppose they, they'll yeah. do whatever. But I mean, if yeah, but if you were on stage and and someone asked you to throw something on stage, you would do it, wouldn't you, for a laugh? <laughs> I remember my favourite bit of any festival ever was um, Reading Festival, the Concrete Jungle stage. The band Midtown were on. I've told this story before. Uh, the lead singer shouted, "Has anyone got any gum?" Um, little did he know that um, walking into the, um, the, the, the 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 main arena that morning, they were handing out like three or four boxes of chewing gum each. Um, so everyone had chewing gum in their pockets, and what followed was a torrent raining down of of, of pieces of chewing gum. It was brilliant. Um, but like that, that is kind of the vibe at the moment. Like, did you see that um, Pink was on stage and somebody handed her a big wheel of cheese? Somebody threw his threw their mother's ashes on her. It's yeah, just... that's a bit much. <laughs> it's a bit much. Don't get it on the cheese for crying out loud. What's the reason for that? What is the reason? Well, I don't know. Maybe the the mum really loved a bit of pink. I told you someone I know um, once stole some ashes from someone. Stole? Why? What business do they have doing that? Because they're obsessed with that person who died. Oh, what they stole? They they said, "Give me the." I'm going to grab. Yeah, so they, they stole. They kidnapped. Stole the ashes took, them, took them home with them. Some of. I think, yeah, I think so. Oh, Lord. And then that they had is, to return is, them surreptitiously. That is grim. Which they then did, I think. Right, okay. That, and that's no one knows grim. about it, so I can't name them. <laughs> Good. I mean, it's pretty grim, isn't it? But like, it's one of those stories where they said to me, oh, yeah, and it's like, quite embarrassing. They were talking about them doing it like 20 years ago, and so it's quite embarrassing. <laughs> and obviously, I'm someone who I think, I think I'm someone who's quite at ease in most conversations. So yeah. I, I don't think, I, I actually think the part of the reason they told me was because they would be like, oh, right. I think I would probably turn to ashes if I if I had to I, deal I with the fallout say. of that conversation. Yeah, I, the fact that it was me that didn't know what to say made it worse. <laughs> so I never shut up normally. And I was I was just a bit please, like that's a bit much. Please don't steal my ashes. I know, like, oh, but I put them back. I, I, I put them back. I said, like, okay, yeah, but at the very at the very best case scenario, that makes it neutral. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> Not the, even neutral because yeah. it's happened, doesn't it? It's yeah. happened. You've done it. I guess it depends oh, on your on your philosophical outlook because if you think, oh, if you, once you're dead, you're dead. It doesn't really matter, does it? Yeah. Well, I mean, it's 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 very much what the it's not about what you feel. I guess it's the dead person. They must have had a st- pretty strong policy. Everyone, take a dab if you want. <laughs> <laughs> what about um, when everyone threw stuff at Daphne and Celeste at Reading? I remember that. Yeah, but I mean, like, yeah, I, but th- there was a there was a person who threw um, a mobile phone at uh, an act um, this week, and. She, bonked off her head and she had a really black eye oh it's not good is it it's not great but uh, but the guy was like i i just thought it would be a laugh and i was going i mean that like you need to explain that you need to ex- there's there were two th- like t- like two things that happened this week there was there was a lot of these instances of people throwing stuff at acts at, at musical acts and then there was the uh grimace um video um tiktok craze have you seen the, the have you seen this no it's uh, uh mcdonald's have started a, a grimace flavoured or celebratory um, uh, milkshake and it's bright purple I'm not really sure what it tastes of raspberry maybe and um, it's basically because Grimace is 50 years old or whatever the fuck and um, so they've made this purple milkshake in in celebration and um, these kids are doing these TikToks where they'll go oh happy birthday Grimace I'm just going to try this new Grimace flavoured milkshake from McDonald's and they just cut and the person's dead and there's milkshake everywhere and everyone's doing really funny bits all these kids are doing really funny grimace bits Um, and it just shows how fucking funny the kids are but then there's 
kids will decide to just throw phones at people. It's your phone. You're going to get in trouble. Yeah, yeah. Don't boast about it afterwards. It's brilliant. It happened at, it happened with 50 Cent, didn't it, at Reading Festival as well. Back right, in, okay, like, yeah. He came on stage. Everyone started throwing bottles at him. Yeah. Uh, and then I think the thing that, like, the straw that broke the camel's back, but I think someone threw like a camping chair and it hit him or one <laughs> right. of his mates and they just left. Yeah. And it's almost yeah, like, yeah, what's yeah. the point of that? And the reason, and the thing, the thing about that, obviously it's 20 years ago. So, you know, th- I'm sure times were a little bit different then, but there was a big feeling at the time I remember that like they were getting this treatment because they, people thought there shouldn't be a rap artist at Reading. All right. Okay. Yeah. But that was, that was kind of like, that was always going to uh, happen because Reading was seen as this kind of like greeboy kind of uh, metal festival and people were just absolutely pathetic about it. Forgetting that, you know, Eminem and all those kind of acts had, had, had played some time before. Like it, that that was yeah. People, I remember people getting really upset about that um, to 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 the degree that you don't really, really sort of see anymore because there's loads of like rap acts that have headlined. Well, I wonder why since. that was. Why at Glastonbury last weekend before last, the um, the the crowd looked so far away from the stages. Right. Okay. Yeah. So what, I know that, stuff? Well, the main stage it's always been like that, but then some of the smaller tents they look so far away. I, I remember being. I've literally been at the front, mm. at a smaller tent at Glastonbury, and been right next to the stage. And well, that doesn't I, seem to be the case now. Well, I saw, saw with 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 Glastonbury certainly the minister says you had like the it almost like a VIP area, like you had. Yeah, I saw that as well. That never used to happen before. But I think that might. I mean, they can't do VIP areas at, at, at those festivals. You, they just can't. They can't. They don't, get away they don't with officially that sort of do thing. it. But I've seen some some people I know who have got a bit of a public profile. Mm. Uh, I've seen. I saw quite a lot of social media posts from people who are living basically in the lap of luxury at Glastonbury. Yeah, who's, yeah, and the, yeah. By the way, also, most of them have shown absolutely no interest in music whatsoever. Right. Uh, which is why, really how you know that Glastonbury's become properly mainstream now. Yeah. But yeah. anyway, let's, let's have a break because we've got to take one because Rory's going to be on our back again. Yeah. Um, and then we should just squeeze a couple of emails in before we go, mate. All right, then, let's do it. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hi, everyone. Luke here. I just wanted to take this opportunity while Pete's not around to talk to you about UFOs. You know that I'm interested in UFO sightings, but Peter will not let me talk about them on the podcast. So instead, I'm here to recommend a different show which does discuss extraterrestrial activity and a whole heap of other unexplained paranormal mysteries. I absolutely love it. It's called This Paranormal Life, and it's an award-winning comedy podcast where comedians Rory Powers and Kit Greer inspect different paranormal cases to try and find the truth inside the mystery. Previous episodes investigate things like the Battersea Poltergeist and the Roswell UFO incident. Hey! Hey! What are you doing? 
Sorry. Uh, I'll, leave, I'll leave the studio for like two minutes and you're talking about UFOs again, Luke. I'm actually just recommending to the Luke and Pete Show community to check out This Paranormal Life in case they want some more info about the mysteries, Pete, that you refuse to let me talk about. Mm. Uh, well, look, I, admittedly, I love Rory and I love Kit. They're good fellas and I think we should leave it to them, the experts. I was actually just listening to their St. Patrick's Day episode and I tell you what, it was a bloody good listen. Apparently St. Patrick, right, he used to battle druids in Wizard Jewels, which is <laughs> a little bit of rock and roll, isn't it? Uh, do you reckon I'd beat uh, St. Patrick to some kind of Wizard Jewel, Luke? Oh, I reckon you could in those trousers, mate. Yep. Search This Paranormal Life in your podcast app to subscribe and listen now. Please do it so Luke stops talking to me about UFOs. What's that up there? To light your dickhead. We're back with the Luke Pete Show, and we're going to finish off the show with a couple of quick emails. Hammy! Hello, Hammy. Uh, thank you for getting in touch. Uh, greetings from Germany. Uh, Hammy says, uh, Dear Luke and Pete, I have at least two more emails that I have to send in, but I'm trying to be as close to the last release as possible. I had a right old laugh on Thursday when Pete decided uh, that he wanted to get into the conspiracy game while saying uh, that all giraffes are gay. Uh, yeah, because I do not one. know a lot about giraffes, but learned from the vlog brothers, Hank and John Green, YouTubers since 2007, thank you, um, that only about about 9% of giraffe sex is actually heterosexual. Wow, 9%. So you hit the fact that Pete uh, blurted out uh, as one of the most outlandish things he could think of and actually says something that is true was hilarious <laughs> to me. Um, what I need to, When I need to argue against homosexuality being unnatural, I always go with the examples of giraffes mostly having gay sex and penguins raising babies in homosexual relationships. So it is natural. Uh, you didn't need to say that last, last bit. Um, <laughs> <laughs> don't clip that. Um, so it is natural, actually. Um, anyway, I hope you find uh, this fun fact as giggling well as I did and I'll try to come around and send my batteries and my email about Berlin sex clubs for a throwback to three years ago or something. Uh, Berlin sex clubs. Gives you bloody emails for crying out loud. I want to know what goes on in there. I'm too scared to go in. <laughs> you don't get in either. You get turned away. Don't you, get time? in. Well, no, it wasn't. It was just a, it was a third rate bug in. I wasn't allowed in. Well, that's worse. You've made the that story is worse. worse. I was wearing a suit. No suits. You, basically, so you turned up. They said, not tonight, Matt. And you went, there's literally no one else here. <laughs> this is a third rip again, sir. Let me in. You can't do that policy if you haven't got any business. <laughs> um, uh, thank you for that, Hammy. Absolutely. And Andy, I'll, I'll follow up with an email from Andy who says, uh, Hi, both. I'll draw your attention to the Reddit thread, mm. low stakes conspiracies for some non-offensive and potentially monetizable things Pete could get behind. Lovely. Some of my favorites are the following. Women's clothing doesn't actually include pockets, as fashion is in the pocket of big handbags. <laughs> right. But then, I mean, that is definitely the kind of conspiracy theory that's been generated by a man who, on the internet who's never spoken to a woman. <laughs> because that's just a weird one. Uh, next one, farmers are genetically modifying the size of peas so that they are bigger and bigger, while at the same time owning toothpaste companies as fronts. Thus, over time, people consume bigger pea-sized toothpaste squirts each nice. day, doubling the farmer's profits. That's a really imaginative one because, of course, I don't know if that's the case in other countries, but in the UK, it does sell on the back of a toothpaste tube a pea-sized amount. Uh, yeah. Do you, do you not think toothpaste. that, like, you know, like back in the day when Aquafresh is for your family adverts were on, yeah. um, you'd see the toothpaste come out of the toothpaste uh, tube and it would go on a toothbrush. But the toothbrush, obviously, back in the day was quite long because it wasn't um, an electric toothbrush. But yeah. now electric toothbrushes, they're small and circular. So you can only fit a pea-sized amount on. Well, I think on. that's why they're that shape, though, isn't it? So help, to help you know what size of toothpaste to put on. Yeah, I think it's just, it's just easier to get in, in and out. 
and also rotational. You couldn't have one the size of the radius. No, because no, not all of them are circular. What do you mean? Some of them are all right. Some of them are classically kind of, but the, but the ones that rotate, the ones that you would see, uh, the ape, the ones that you get in the dentists, uh, they're circular and they go in a circle. But do you not think that that's literally half in the amount of toothpaste you would usually use? Because I would use twice as much usually. Yeah. Yeah. I think I'm pretty there consistent with my amount that I use. Good. Is that, is that where we've got to on this podcast? Yeah. Um, is the that final conspiracy sent in by Andy, which is one much more up your street, um, is um, graphic processing units slash chip making companies mm. are behind the recent rise in AI reports in the news to help replace sales lost now that crypto has been investigated regularly by the Ooh, SEC. Now, I don't really I like that. understand I, that. I like that very much. Well, um, I had stocks in NVIDIA about two years ago, and I was like, their AI sound stuff is fucking amazing, you know, for Zoom calls and stuff like that. Yeah. And their AI uh, processing that they do on, on um, digital um, meetings and stuff it's just absolutely amazing and that's only going to get better and that's going to be some really valuable um, technology AI technology and um, and then I bought a house so I had to sell all my stocks and dissolve all my Bitcoin into dollars at a time where you did not get any value out of them uh, and uh, now NVIDIA I think just made a uh, billion dollars <laughs> so, wow. so they're another is and you were the 70% stakeholder weren't you how much is a tri- like it, are there many trillion dollar companies Apple are one aren't they all right. Well, yeah, I think they're a trillion dollar company. Then, yeah, I think they're, they're, they've made a trillion dollars. Yeah, like Microsoft are. Oh, they're, um, they're a trillion dollar company. The anyway, Google one they? is Alphabet, isn't it? Amazon share, is as well. Their share price went. Yeah, all right. Yeah. Well, their share price went briefly over a trillion. I, I, I'm not very ambitious, am I? I'm like a billion dollars. Um, yeah, uh, a trillion dollars, and uh, yeah, pr- probably could have made a small amount of money out of that, but um, never also, mind. But my my kind of I suppose conspiracy theory type thing around AI is just that it's getting a lot more attention because it threatens white collar jobs. Yes, it's yeah, 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 exactly yeah. the kind of jobs that people who are paid to talk about it or work on it are worried about. Yeah, people and turning in some very pedestrian, um, uh, you know, writing, getting replaced by something they can do it for free. <laughs> I'd be very upset. Yeah, I mean, yeah, and, I mean, and let's face it, I mean, they can very easily replace us. Yeah, <laughs> well, they well they can't very easily replace us, Pete, because our our chemistry, yeah. and our love, yeah. is unique. Um, is the final one from Andy. Bill Gates released a pandemic, not to put microchips in us, hmm. but to force us all to use Microsoft Teams. Yeah, it, it always fills my heart with joy when Microsoft Teams is on the horizon for a meeting. Ugh. I, um, I, I had one, I got a fairly new laptop, and the other, the other day I had a meeting, I literally could, just simply could not attend. Could not get in. Because Microsoft Aww. Teams on a Mac is so tough. Yeah, that, um, it kept do it, browse, some do it in the browser. Page. Do it in the browser. Yeah, around. always will going forward. I always will, mate. All right, yeah. let's, that, All right let's, let's get, get out of here. here. Let's go. Lead us, lead us, lead us not into temptation, but lead us <laughs> into the end of this show. Yeah, deliver us from evil. Send us an email. Hello at lukepichio.com. You can get us on TikTok, Instagram, or Twitter. Uh, see you later, Lukey Moa. We'll be back on uh, Thursday. Bye. Bye. Luke and Pete Show is a Stack production and part of the Acast Creator Network. Hi everyone, Luke here. I just wanted to take this opportunity while Pete's not around to talk to you 
about UFOs. You know that I'm interested in UFO sightings, but Peter will not let me talk about them on the podcast. So instead, I'm here to recommend a different show which does discuss extraterrestrial activity and a whole heap of other unexplained paranormal mysteries. I absolutely love it. It's called This Paranormal Life, and it's an award-winning comedy podcast where comedians Rory Powers and Kit Greer inspect different paranormal cases to try and find the truth inside the mystery. Previous episodes investigate things like the Battersea Poltergeist and the Roswell UFO incident. Hey, what are you doing? Sorry. Uh, I'll, leave, I'll leave the studio for like two minutes and you're talking about UFOs again, Luke. I'm actually just recommending to the Luke and Pete Show community to check out This Paranormal Life in case they want some more info about the mysteries, Pete, that you refuse to let me talk about. Mm. Uh, well, look, I, admittedly, I love Rory and I love Kit. They're good fellas. And I think we should leave it to them, the experts. I was actually just listening to St. Patrick's Day episode. And I tell you what, it was a bloody good listen. Apparently St. Patrick, right, he used to battle druids in Wizard Jewels, which is <laughs> a little bit of rock and roll, isn't it? Uh, do you reckon I would beat uh, St. Patrick to some kind of wizard jewel, Luke? Oh, I reckon you could in those trousers, mate. Yep. Search This Paranormal Life in your podcast app to subscribe and listen now. Please do it so Luke stops talking to me about UFOs. What's that up there? It's a light, you dickhead.